Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. This is season five. Episode 30. Oh my gosh, we've done so many episodes. Um, Brian Peterson is here as always. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? All right. And we have a, we're going to have a special guest in our second segment. Um, former intern, Emma. Associate producer, Emma. Um, Emma Nichols, who is your sidekick and edits a lot of the podcasts and does a lot for EMI. She's going to join us and you two are going to talk about Insights Marketing Day. That's exciting. Yeah. So. <laughs> Took a little trip to Chicago, um, Little Bird Marketing, um, Green Book, Wire, lots of good sponsors there. Um, before that, we'll do a little news. And this episode, as always, is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions and IntelliCast, you can reach us at IntelliCast at emi-rs.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1. And we love voicemail or texts and we don't get them very often. So uh, we'll read it on air. 513-401-5463. Anything we want to talk about before we get to the news? I don't think so. It feels like in Ohio here, we have entered fall. We went from, we didn't gradually go into it. We just kind of flipped a switch and now we're here. Yeah, we had one little burst of a couple of days of summer. It was like 90 for like two days and then boom. Yeah. High of 70, low of 45. It's really my favorite kind of weather um, where you have to change outfits like four times a day. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's the layer weather. Um, that... yeah. I'm wearing, what do you call this? The Patagonia, pretty heavy um, quarter zip. And this is going to be gone soon when it gets up to 70 and then I'll have to change clothes. I'll probably wear four outfits today. But I love it. Um, let's move on to some news. We haven't done news in forever. No, it has been a while. So, um, first up, EMI had a little bit of news. Um, we expanded our business development team. We hired a few new people, Brian. Man, it was, it's kind of weird how this all worked out. I know everybody's struggling with hiring and we somehow hired three veterans of the industry pretty much at the same time. And um, so you may know them, Angie Trujillo Emery, who has been in Sample for a couple of years, um, Goshen Perry, also in Sample for a couple of years, and Sahil Mehta. And all three are joining our business development team. And what was cool about this, um, which I'm really proud of our company for, is that we brought all three of them in. They're not in Cincinnati, none of them are. Headquarters are here, but we're like everybody else, we're kind of remote. and. Um, two of them live in Texas and one in New Jersey. So we brought two of them in for two weeks and another one in for a week and it was overlapping. Um, so they kind of really got ingrained in our company and our culture together for a full week, right? Right. Um, and then we had our fun team plan activities every night, which was fun. So let's see, there was a top golf, there was a volleyball, there was a Reds game, 
There was just a happy hour. There was dinners. There was ice cream trips to graders. Yeah. And so it was really cool to have them come in and get to know them beyond just let's let's learn about EMI and learn about sample, get to know them personally. Um, so the, I, didn't, I don't know, it was, I missed them when they were gone. Um, we did sauce on the square. We, you know, five or six people do something different with them every night. So it was really cool. Yeah. So big news for us. Yes, it is big news for us. Um, our next story, the CIRQ or CERC, the Certification Institute for Research Quality, a subsidiary of the Insights Association, has been accredited to audit and certify market research and data analytics companies for the ISO 27701 standard, which supports compliance with GDPR, CCPA, and other data privacy requirements. What do you think about that? I think this ties in really well with our interview with Brooke last week. Yeah, certainly timely. Um, and we'll talk more about this, but it's nice to see um, CERC, which you don't hear a lot about, but you probably should hear more about. Um, as all this stuff comes to a head. But yeah, this ISO 27701 standard is fantastic. And I think that will really help us differentiate companies that truly understand GDPR and um, CCPA and all of this weird stuff going on in our world. And so kudos to um, CERC and our industry really for, for doing this. And so I would expect we'll get a lot of news about um, this, this is an extension of a different um, certification, which I'm not an ISO expert by any means, but some people, this is what they do, and they're really hard to get. So I love the accreditation. Um, ISO is uh, well-known and well-regarded in the industry, so this is great. Next up, um, this one caught probably a lot of people by surprise, is that Google announced the retirement of its surveys and Survey360 solutions effective November 1st. I'm not sure how to think about this one. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised. Um, so if you have done something in Google surveys, you have till November 1st to download your data or it's gone. Been around for a decade and lots of people, I bet that probably the challenge was they were competing with like MTurk maybe and MTurk is so much less expensive. Um, you can't ask a lot of questions. And so... I think it was 10 at one point. You can only ask about 10 questions and they used to infer a lot of things. My guess is they're going to be doing something different. They just have too much data that they can leverage at their disposal. Even with all the privacy stuff going on, they just have too much data to not leverage it what's in combination with survey research. So my guess is they're going to do something over the next couple of years that will replace it. They say shelved in the article and I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Um, I do think some they will look to replace it probably in the next few years. This, if you look at it by itself, is probably surprising. But if you follow any sort of the Google News, this was one one of many of their kind of side offerings that they shut down. So they have a streaming gaming service called Stadia. They shut that down as well. That's effective November first. They were refunding people who had paid for the year. So. This is just one of the many things they were doing as a cost-cutting piece, because they were see they were seeing some of their rev one of, some of their revenue start to dip, and either the recession is here or on the way, depending on who you listen to. Google was doing this as a preventative measure to ensure kind of that 
stability. So they cut a bunch of different things. And I think this was just one of several items. They're going to come back with something else similar with their streaming gaming and a few other things. So this is a good time for a little bit of a rant. Go for it. If Google was the player industry, I mean, Google alone is bigger than our entire industry, right? I would agree. Um, If they want to get into consumer behavior and insights, they need to actually get into it. Um, Not just play around. I understand this isn't like a trillion dollar business, huge move for them, but they have data. They can easily build a data analytics team and a market research function that can serve the industry and provide insights and provide brands with better decision-making and data to leverage. But if you're going to do it, freaking do it. Um, So Harvey thinks that they're just kind of getting rid of this, shelving it, and they're actually going to come back and play in our industry. They should, that's what they have to do. It's just too valuable of an asset not to get involved. Like anybody would kill for the amount of data that they have and their ability to do things that no one else can do. I mean, who else can just track people what they do all day long with their devices? And they, they have the ability to do that. Who knows everything that somebody's purchased? I mean, we and can possibly connect that to survey data, survey data and attitudinal behavior. It's too valuable. So I just hope they come back and play the game with us. Yeah, I think they have a lot of other stuff going. I think this was just a, I can, this is a quick cut. Stock market turns up, it'll be back in a new form. Kind of like how right. they keep trying to play with like, that social space that they can't figure out. They've had Duo and other things. They've, they close one down and start a new one. So I expect something new to come soon. Um, our last story today, Pure Spectrum has hired former Dynata and Reimagine executive Jonathan Flatow as its new chief strategy and chief counsel. Yeah, so this, um, Jonathan's been around in the industry for a long time. I don't know him personally, but he... Um, was at Dynata and Reimagine Holdings and the decade at Greenfield when it was acquired by Taluna. So he's kind of been around. I'm sure he's well known in those circles. There's a, there's a strong lineage of people that came from Greenfield and um, went through uh, Taluna and then through other parts. And so there's an amazing lineage of how you can track online sample really legends through that and he, he is likely knows everybody, obviously Michael McCrary. So this seems like a, a pretty good match. And I love it that he's not, he's just, um, he's not just chief strategy officer, but chief counsel too. Interesting yeah. kind of um, combining those job titles. And so that's interesting. Though, I think we'll see a lot more of those kind of roles in marketing research. You think that? I thought that was a strange combination, like dual roles of chief strategy officer and chief counsel. Normally, they are nowhere near each other. Well, we've seen that this council, um, who was at Market Vision, just recently hired someone that was like a chief compliance officer, maybe. Yep. And we've seen that elsewhere. And with everything that's going on, maybe you have to kind of um, combine a role. I would think that if you think of counsel and attorney or compliance, that for most companies, <clears throat> it can't be a full-time job. It's a very important part of the role, but I don't know how, so it's, I don't know, do you share that across companies? Do you hire a part-time person or so like eight other companies, or do you find them something else to do? And with his background and experience, he could probably combine both strategy along with the council part. I'm just kind of guessing. Um, Pure Spectrum 
mean, they've grown a lot in the past few years, but they're not, you know, they're not Dynata, they're not Google, they're not Nielsen. And so that's how I think about it. Pure spectrum, with their global ability and how they're connecting to lots of respondents, maybe it is, it could be a full-time job because of all the different challenges you have with data privacy and what they're trying to build. But I don't know, I'm just, I don't know. Just spitballing here. No, I just found that was an interesting combination of the two roles. Normally, you don't see that. Normally, strategy falls with your marketing and your sales guys, and counsel's always kind of on the accounting side. Yeah. Well, and we know that uh, Pure Spectrum people listen to this podcast, so uh, we will probably read an apology statement for all the things that I misspoke about the next episode, so stay tuned for episode 31. When we put this out, I'm going to set a timer, and I'm going to see who over there is going to reach out to us first and how long it takes them. You and I are going to have an over-under on this, and we're going to see who wins the bet. <laughs> It'll be um, my, what, eight, less than eight hours? Oh, yeah. I've, I was thinking like four. Okay. Well, I mean, congratulations on that. That's a big hire, big role, regardless of how we spitballing was off track. Well, do we want to move on to our Insights Marketing Day recap? Yeah, let's do it. Let's bring in um, Emma Nichols. Emma, hello. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. And um, so you two went to Chicago last week, Insights Marketing Day. We've been quite a few times before. Uh, Brian, specifically, you've been probably, what, four times maybe? Yeah, this was my fourth one. So I've been, ever since Little Bird has taken it over back in 2019, I have been We've been a a podcast sponsor. I was a speaker one year, and I have attended. So, well, let me ask you first: what, who is the, why should someone attend Insights Marketing Day? Who's the type of person that would attend, and what's the purpose? So, the person who should be attending one, if you are working in a marketing department for, in the insights industry, whether that's the full service firm, a sample firm, qual, quant, you name it. If you're in that marketing department, you should be going because you can get the tips you need to kind of do better and improve not only what you are doing, but the results for your organization. But then also there's a secondary kind of attendee, and that is more your owner who maybe doesn't have a marketing function and has to do a lot of it themselves. So they're trying to learn what they don't know. And is it something that do I need to invest in a full-time marketing person or do I need to go the route of hiring like a little bird or something like that to manage that? Okay. And it's kind of a traditional conference where there's lots of different speakers and topics and networking events, just like all the other market research conferences. Yeah, it is a one-day event and they're about half-hour speaking slots and Priscilla and the team have them lined up back-to-back. You get – it is – like drinking from a fire hose. So if you're there, take a lot of good notes and going through, you just get, and it's a variety of topics. So I know this year was a little bit more, we had three speakers on like storytelling, but they each had a different, they tackled it from a different aspect and a different perspective. They also touched on some SEO stuff. They touched on um, just kind of nuts and bolts of organizing your marketing and kind of best practices on kind of keeping organized and building out plans and stuff like that. Okay. Emma, I'm going to go to you. Are you ready? Um, Mm -hmm. This is your first marketing research conference. Yeah. And um, I know you're excited to go because you knew a lot of these people through what you do with our social media and your networking stuff. 
maybe just first off, what was it like attending a conference? Um, what did you think overall? Did you enjoy it? Uh, just general thoughts. Yeah, I loved it, which anybody who saw me in the office last week knows that I was a little nervous, which I think is normal. It was not only my first Insights Marketing Day, it was my first conference ever. It was my first time in Chicago. So um, I just wasn't really sure what to expect, but I loved the whole experience. It was awesome to put faces to names of people that I've heard about or that I had talked to on LinkedIn and to finally see them in person, especially like Priscilla, Ashley, um, everybody over at Little Bird. And obviously the content was just super useful. I think I walked out of there with four pages of notes, maybe five. I was like scribbling everything the whole time. So yeah, it was just awesome. It was super valuable. So I'm really glad that I got to go. Brian, give me some other insights about the conference. Maybe you or Emma, what were your thoughts? So I had a few really good takeaways, um, partly on our the storytelling component and kind of why it's important. So it's led us to start to rethink maybe how we do uh, some of our content, like our case studies, um, to give a better storytelling piece. We did an exercise there that was based on the storytelling methodology that Pixar uses. Okay. Um, yeah. Pretty sure we wrote the next Pixar like blockbuster from that. We definitely did. For sure. That was a, another. That was a good t- takeaway. A couple of the items since I've been four years, I've heard heard a bit before like the LinkedIn piece and Priscilla yes I've heard that so I don't have a takeaway from that but for Emma I know it was like reaffirming because she has gone through Priscilla's social selling class and it re it kind of just reaffirmed all the stuff she learned in that class um really going through as like Ashley was going through at the beginning of the day kind of how to set up your marketing plan to make it replicable and consistent and stuff I would lean over to Emma and like see where I'm getting this kind of stuff so there's a method to what I, my madness here, because a lot of times it's just me doing it and Emma maybe doesn't see the whole picture. And then when she saw some of those presentations, like, oh, this is why he's doing it. So, and then right. they had Andy Crestadina from Orbit Media talk about SEO. Um, and a lot of the stuff we're doing is hitting that as well. We have a few tips from them that we might make a few tweaks, which is helpful. Like instead of just a straight like request for consultation, it was more of a request schedule time with your sample consultant type thing. A little more specific. Yeah. Cool. All right. Emma, what are your big t- key takeaways? You're, you know, Brian's been doing, I don't know how long Brian's been in, in marketing, 20 years-ish, close to it. No, Am I, 15. I'll round up a little 15, bit. Okay, 15. 15, 16. Uh, it's been a while. And then Emma, you've been full-time at EMI a little over a year, and but you've interned here before. What is it like as, are your takeaways similar or different than Brian's? I think mine are somewhat similar. I will definitely agree. Like it was so encouraging to be there because I, we did hear a lot of stuff that we're doing is we're doing it the right way. And then a lot of it was just the social media. A ton of people, when I said like, oh, I'm with EMI, they recognized us from our socials. And for me, like running that stuff, that's just super encouraging to hear. And then also talking about like the first presentation that we had was Ashley's and she kind of did, she's from Little Bird. So she did like a little bird metaphor talking about, you know, being a Phoenix and like, if you're a Phoenix, that's like the top of what you could be for a marketer. So you get to choose what you work on, you're a thought leader, um, you have clarity on your system. 
And like with that being the first presentation that we had, it kind of made me evaluate where I am, which is that I'm very much the day-to-day -day aspect of our marketing functions, things like that. And so I don't always get to like take a step back and look at the bigger picture, um, which was why it was definitely helpful to have Brian like leaning over being like, okay, like, do you see that? Like, that's what we're doing. Or like, this is why we do what we do. So that was definitely really helpful. And then also talking about the storytelling aspect, that was a huge buzzword, I feel like at this conference. And it definitely made me think about how we do some of our content creation, whether that's, like Brian said, the case studies or blogs or even just website copy, just thinking about how we're doing that and maybe being a little bit more creative. I love creative writing, but that's not always something that we get to totally do just in our aspect of marketing. So um, it kind of got me excited about that. And then, um, I mean, just all of it was it was good. Like I loved it. So I had a lot of great takeaways. I'm like trying to go through my notes here and see what I have, but I think that was most of it. Well, I noticed it felt, it felt like everybody became best besties over that 24 hour period. Like there was just a lot of like love bombing going on of like, look at my new best friend. And then so-and-so was, is that, is that what it was like being there? Yeah, I feel like it was just, we were the first ones there, I think, at the conference. So we sat down like front row. And by the time we got back to our seats after the morning of like coffee and breakfast and chatting with everyone, Robin Miner was sitting next to me. And I think we're very similar in age and both kind of newer. She works with Silver Consulting. And we were just like instant best friends. Like it was so nice. Like I felt so lucky to be sitting next to her. So we kind of hit it off right away. And then I was lucky enough to have Corey Suzuki of Fieldwork right behind me. Um, and we had messaged on LinkedIn before this. So it was just like being at the right place because immediately I was surrounded by all these people who were just so excited and so happy to be there. And I think like doing what we do, there's not enough, like not a ton of people, you know, doing that. Yep. So it can be kind of alienating at times. And I think being at this conference, I was like, whoa, there are so many other people doing exactly what we do, having the same challenges that we face. Um, so I don't know. I love that part of it. I definitely felt like it was, I left and I was giving like 15 people hugs. So Aww. yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all got to do it because like you said, you know, we have lots of events in marketing research, but they're all with researchers, right? And market marketers that specifically work in this industry there's not a ton of them in Cincinnati. How many are there in just Cincinnati? Maybe five to 10 total. Maybe, maybe. And I think the majority the, of those are either here or at directions, maybe a few at market vision. I... Yeah, there might be five to 10 total in the whole city. So you can't do a lot of events with that few people, but you can bring them all to Chicago for a day and get, how many people were there? Uh, I'd say about 40. There was several that had to drop out last minute, you know, COVID. So a good that's a perfect size group to kind of you can talk to everybody right if you want to um you'll likely did speak to everybody that you wanted to before we go favorite speaker well you say talk to everybody i did not get to talk to one person i was looking forward to the person who gave, let us put the e on our podcast sequoia had to drop out the morning of i don't yeah. know why but it, i'm i can get, speculate but she dropped out the last minute which was unfortunate but I would say my favorite speaker was probably Miles. He was talking um, about writing your book. Um, yeah. We talked to him on the podcast. I know you missed that one. Hopefully, Brian, that that is one of the ones you've gone back to listen to. And I hope everyone else does. It was super interesting. It's super different than anything else. But it also helps give a framework for ideas to write that business book maybe you've been thinking about or toiling, not sure where to get started at for the years. 
Cool. Who was your favorite speaker, Emma? I also really liked Miles, um, but to be different, I'll say David Paul. I loved his whole session. It was awesome. He was the one that talked about storytelling and kind of shared um, Pixar's template for their stories. And we got to do a little bit of our own writing there, which is no surprise that I loved that. But um, yeah, he was just great. Like it was just a great session. I was super engaged the whole time and there were some really good takeaways. I know we couldn't even get down the notes fast enough. We had to like take pictures with our phones with the screen. So that was a good one. Well, that ends the um, Chicago Insights tour where nearly every researcher was in Chicago over the past month for some reason, between the executive leadership, the CEO, our chapter, Insights Association Conference, uh, the IAX Behavioral was there, and now Insights Marketing Day. So Chicago really got nerded up over the past month with our insights industry, right? Well, Brian, you say that. I think I talked to five people who said, oh, yeah, I was here just a couple of weeks ago for the uh, North Central chapter meeting. And yeah, I was talking with Brian. We were riding the boat. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else about this conference? Um, I'm assuming you two will go back, right? Yes, we will be going back. Um, I think they're going to be sending out the recordings, and I think it is still available if people want to buy the option to view the recordings of it. So there was lots of filming going on during that day. So. Okay. Anything else you want to add, Emma, about the conference or sum it up or anybody want to do a shout out to anything? I'll just say that it was a really great event and I'm really excited to go next year. And um, if you're a young person out there and you're like new to your career and you're nervous about going to a conference or you're kind of shying away from that opportunity, um, I would say definitely go. It's a great networking opportunity and there's just so many good takeaways, so much to learn. So awesome. So glad you guys got to go. Um, we, it's hard to find professional development opportunities for certain functions within the organization. So the fact that we invest in that every year and now that not just Brian goes, that both of y'all can go, I think is, is so important for our company and so important for our industry. Um, I say this all the time, marketing and marketing research was horrible until a few years ago. And now lots of good content is coming out, really creative stuff is coming out. And a lot of that can be attributed to the influence of Little Bird Marketing and Priscilla, who have just really entrenched themselves in our industry and, and are leading and they're kind of everywhere. So um, shout out to them. And um, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, stay tuned for our next episode where we apologize for all the things that I said incorrectly. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.